0: Hello, and welcome to Degrassi and Chill, a spoiler-free episode-by-episode review of Degrassi, The Next Generation. We're bringing the Degrassi, and actually this time you don't need to bring the chill because we're getting it catered.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, we're bougie. We're stepping it up, you know?
1: We have been honestly having it in the works for a Mm -hmm. while now, and, you know, we didn't want to say anything until it was for sure, but we're treating you. We're treating all of us.
0: So, enjoy your week off. Uh, next week it's going to be back to you, though. Just a heads up. Yeah. Uh, I'm Elle. I'm Juno. And this week we're talking about Season 2, Episode 11, White Wedding.
1: White Wedding. And Wonder. this one's
0: actually a two-parter, so yeah. it's going to be Episode 11 and 12. We're probably going to have a bit of longer episode today Yeah. Um, to cover everything.
1: There's a bit that happens, because there's two of them.
0: Two whole episodes. Um. Content warnings for this episode are going to be discussions of abortion and
1: sex work. Yeah. So, um, as per usual, going to be starting with that B plot. Um, this one's going to be a little different, though. Going to do B plot, then A plot, and then everything kind of comes back together At the very end. Spicy. Yeah. Really mixing it up. I added some uh, cinnamon to this. So, cinnamon
0: challenge. No, <laughs> don't
1: do it. Don't do it. So we might as well just start off with saying this episode is about Spike and Snake's wedding. Finally. They're getting married. So we're kind of following all the kids, all the core kids, as they are doing their own wedding adjacent preparations. So B-Plot focuses on JT and Toby. And JT is kind of, like, grumbling about weddings. Like, the only thing good about love and weddings is strippers. And they end up going up to Craig because Craig has been living with Joey. And Joey being one of Snake's, for some reason, friends. I literally could not tell you why. It's
0: One of those things where, like, they've been friends forever, so I guess they still have to...
1: Yes, but it doesn't even make sense why they are friends initially. Anyway, (laughs) uh, Joey is throwing Snake's um, bachelor party that uh, following evening. And so JT and Toby just kind of assume there will be a stripper there because that's what is fairly traditional in a, at least in an American bachelor party, I assume in Canadian ones as well. Um, Craig says, well, there won't be one that... uh, Joey has kind of promised there won't be one. So they end up convincing Craig that they are going to go find one themselves.
0: Yeah. Important to note that this is also like the first time they've ever spoken to Craig. Yeah. He literally doesn't even know who they were when they started talking to him.
1: Yeah. He calls them like, like,
0: Like, yeah, like PJ and Tony or something. Yeah. He calls
1: them like PJ and Tony. It's very funny. Craig, he looks like freaking deer in the headlights. Like these (laughs) two kids who are like a year younger than him. But still, they just come up to him and are like, hey. And start like asking him about strippers. And he's like, okay.
0: 30 seconds into knowing them, he is in on the shenanigans. So.
1: That's Craig. Love that
0: impulsive boy.
1: Craig goes to, um, to Joey to ask him if like he'll budge at all on the stripper thing. And Joey literally says, no, we're not doing that. It's against Snake's wishes. And it would embarrass him so much, I'm going to do it.
0: He literally, like, talks himself into it. Yeah. In, like, ten seconds.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he, it was like he was looking for an excuse to do this. Yeah.
0: Which, knowing Joey, he probably was. Yeah. So.
1: And th- that is just so shitty.
0: Honestly. Like, that is so shitty. When Snake specifically says, I don't want this, and then you do it anyway, like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Anyway.
1: So, disgusting, Awful. Just add that to another reason why Joey Jeremiah is not valid. So we see JT and Toby rock up at the bachelor party. It's, like, just getting started, sort of. And they're, like, all Miami vice up. They've got their, like, open blazers and t-shirts on. And they're like, yeah, we're gonna see a stripper because this was our idea. And... In a, a brief glimmer of good parenting, Joey's like, "Uh, no, you two are going to fuck off. And Craig is like, oh, haha, ha, I guess I'm going to see it. Uh, like, I'm going to see the show myself. And Joey's like, no, you're going up to your room when she comes. So, yeah. good, good good, on him.
0: It's literally like, JT's like, well, how come Craig gets to see it? And Joey's like, the fuck he is. Like, instant reaction. Which I will give him that. Yeah. That's valid. He gets one point in the valid column.
1: Great. That really tips the scale on the like yeah. 8 million others. So they arrive later the that same evening in like all black. They have, for some reason, like painted on like bandit masks, <laughs> like just around the eyes. And it's it, they look ridiculous, but they have cameras and they are going to try and get some angle through the window so that they can see the stripper show so they see the stripper arrive and they're like fully not able to see anything they are still for some reason just camping out in the bushes and when the stripper arrives also snake look like looks like he absolutely died inside
0: yeah but Steve was not happy Yeah,
1: he looks like either he was dead or he was, like, mentally ripping Joey's head off. Yeah. Either way, there was death involved.
0: Bestie just wanted to go bowling.
1: Literally, he was so psyched about going bowling. This man loves bowling for some reason. And you know what? That is a consistent plot point. Yeah. Uh, That is a consistent character thing about Snake is that he loves bowling. There are multiple Snake-centric plot lines that take place bowling alleys or in preparation for going bowling man loves bowling
0: you know i have to respectfully disagree but he can do whatever he wants for his bachelor party i guess yeah i will not be in attendance it's his night
1: so i'm gonna switch back to the a plot snake is so dang cute at the beginning of this episode he's like asking a question and then fully not paying attention as someone responds completely head off in La La Land. And Manny goes up and gives him, like, a little gift that we see later is this, like, really strangely realistic and almost, like, aggressive snake <laughs>
0: statue. Yeah, it's like a cobra. Like, flared up, yeah. ready for attack cobra.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's like, okay, I mean, snake, I get it. So, uh, we see the, uh, little crowd of kids uh, JT and Manny and Sean and they're all just kind of like talking about their opinions on love. We already see, see what JT thinks about it and Sean says something about like they don't get it and so Manny and JT are like well how would you know? You've never been in love unless and then the camera like pans over to Emma. So it's like, oh my gosh. Were they in love? I love them, but Sean deserves so much better. Honestly. <laughs> but they're so cute. So Emma, true to her nature, is so high strung about this wedding. She is trying to micromanage every single thing and ha- clearly has like a whole schedule that she is expecting Spike to keep to, which granted, fair there is a lot to do in the like 24 yeah. 48 hours leading up to a wedding yeah
0: you know what good to see her like having come around by now yeah Since when they first started dating she was being a piece of shit so mm-hmm. obviously she's gotten over that and now she's like super excited for the wedding which you love to see it she's excited yeah. in her very specific emma type of way
1: yeah it's good to see it's like uh there's like background growth going mm-hmm. on like we spend some time away from this element of Emma's life and we come back and she's clearly come around. Um, this whole time that Emma is running around the house, she's like looking for Spike, can't find her. Spike comes home looking very like, kinda not all there. She's very distracted and Emma's like, okay, you know what? We need to go do this, we need to go do this and then that." like listing off things and Spike's like, you know what? Just a second, I need to go take these headache meds that I just bought. She's a little pharmacy bag. And I was like, the fuck, you can go do that in the car. And so Spike just kind of gives in. Like Emma is not in a uh, physical state to be argued with. And Spike is clearly very distracted. And we see later as they are driving up to, uh, I believe, the school?
0: Yeah, like, Emma has to drop off an assignment or That's something. Right. Yes. So she's just running in super fast, but she has the day off.
1: And then we see Spike look into her pharmacy bag of headache meds, and we see it is, in fact, a pregnancy test.
0: Gasp. <gasps> and for background, for those who didn't watch Degrassi Junior High, um, Spike got pregnant with Emma in, like, the eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Unplanned, obviously. So this is another, like... Potential unplanned pregnancy. Yeah.
1: She's clearly, like, in a better life situation. Simply by virtue of not being in the eighth grade. Honestly. But, like, she has a job. She's about to get married. So she's clearly in a better state to have a baby. But she's still... It's unplanned. And this is very obviously, like, triggering things for her. Yeah,
0: for sure. Especially because that first situation was... A whole mess for a whole lot of reasons. It was Turns a whole thing. Bringing some stuff back. I was uh, stressed.
1: So we get back to Manny and Emma, and Manny is, like, pushing Emma, saying that Sean should be invited to the wedding, that, like, maybe there's still something there. You never know. And Emma insists that they dated, but they weren't in love, and they are definitely over. Liar. So Manny just kind of walks away, but clearly hasn't let it go because she then sees Sean in the library studying and goes up, has a spare invitation, I suppose. And it's like, hey, so Emma told me to give this to you. You're definitely invited. She wants you there. And the boy looks thrilled.
0: Yeah, like, he like lights up like a Christmas tree.
1: He, he looks so happy when Manny says that. And it is adorable. So we get back to home with Emma and Spike. And part of their uh, pre-wedding preparations involves Emma getting a perm at home. Spike is a hairdresser, so she knows yeah. how to do this. But she should also know, never do something drastic with your hair the day before a big event. Right.
0: And, while she's definitely not all there. Yeah.
1: She probably planned to do the perm before the um, prego, Nancy, came around. Right. So she's got Emma all set up with the perm. And, like, she's supposed to wait, like, 20, 30 minutes and then go shower. And so Spike just real quick runs up to take a shower herself and is really taking the pregnancy test. And in this in the meantime, like a cake arrives and Emma has to sign for it and opens it and realizes it's where someone's like bat mitzvah. And so she immediately flies off the handle. uh, Runs upstairs in a rage like, oh my god, everything's ruined! And sees Spike uh, dissociating on the bed (laughs) and She informs Emma that her test came back positive. So that is the lovely little like mid-episode break we're left on. And we're introduced to how Manny sees this. She is so excited for Emma to have a little sibling. Emma does not seem as thrilled. Yeah. She also is not thrilled about Manny inviting Sean, which she is now aware of. And they are kind of trying to figure out like what to do. And Manny suddenly like, hey, what's that smell? And Emma realizes she still has the perm in. Yeah.
0: We don't know how long it's been, but probably at least like an hour or so, yeah. if not longer.
1: Long enough for Manny to come over and for them to have like this whole conversation. Like, yeah.
0: That we've clearly just walked into like the very end of, mm-hmm. like they've been talking. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so she bolts upstairs, and, um, it, it looks minorly tragic. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that. It's, um... Very tight. Very like, tight. She We
0: saw the picture on the box. It's supposed to be, like, ringlets. Not super loose, but definitely not, like, pink curls.
1: Yeah, it Which is very, very, uh bushy and yeah she is
0: it is sticking several inches out of her head
1: mm -hmm. she is devastated i think she looks hilarious um
0: they did a good job of making her look messy
1: it does look realistic like it looks like a realistic bad perm so i don't know if they like got a really good wig or if they actually did that to (laughs) her hair but at this point lucy and kristen arrive Caitlyn. Caitlin. Did I write her name down wrong this whole fucking time? I
0: think you did. Oh
1: my gosh. I gaslit myself that her name was Kristen. Okay, so I'm just going to have to remember every time I have Kristen. Listen. I, um, so anyway, Lucy and Caitlin arrive to take Spike out. Apparently they are Spike's maids of honor. Um... They kind of allude to this being a less traditional, less formal wedding event, but they are still, like, her bridal party, as it were. Yeah, I think them
0: too, plus Emma.
1: Yeah, Emma's yeah also going to be there as up on the, um, not on the stage, the altar.
0: The <laughs> stage. Listen.
1: Yeah, up on the stage, up for the performance that is the wedding.
0: <laughs> She's going to drop her new single. <laughs> Bad perm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, they are going to take Spike out for kind of her bachelorette party. And it's really just going to be like dinner. And first of all, Lucy has her cane and we love to see it.
0: I'm so glad that they kept her disabled. Like that just makes me so happy. It's
1: so good. And while they're out, uh, Spike is so clearly not happy. She's upset about everything that's happening at dinner and they managed to get out of her that she is pregnant again and they were her friends back in middle school or they at least knew her back in middle school yeah. and are aware of the fact that she was pregnant yep. and immediately realize like oh like are you okay what are you gonna right like what are you gonna do about this and, um, and
0: right before this like they had all been talking with snake as well and he mentioned like Yeah, we want more kids eventually, but not right now. Now is definitely not a good time. Yeah. And Spike took that very literally. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, hard to blame her. Yeah, especially, again, knowing her past,
1: but... Mm Mm-hmm. So she is very, very um, upset right now and not not really sure what she's gonna do. So um, as she comes home from this dinner... Um, she clearly has decided she's probably going to get an abortion.
0: Yeah, she seems pretty set on that already. Which, the timeline of this decision is insane. Like, she just found out a couple
1: of hours ago. Right.
0: And, like, hasn't even talked to Snake yet. Yeah, at this point Snake does not know. Yeah. And the wedding is literally tomorrow, and she's already, like, pretty set on this decision, it seems.
1: Yeah. So... Uh, so we see Emma come in and, uh, Spike tells her her plan, and Emma immediately, like, gets extremely pro-life, and, like, is borderline yelling at her mother about how, like, this isn't her decision, she should at least consult Snake, and Spike's like, of course I'm going to do that, but, like, this is my body, my decision... And basically telling her she's out of line. And in a poor word poorly worded uh, effort to get Emma to drop the subject, she says, if you were in my shoes, you you wouldn't make the same mistake twice. Yeah. Emma does not take this so well. That is
0: That's rough to hear.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, obviously. Spike doesn't hate Emma. She should. But (laughs) she does not hate Emma. She loves her. They clearly have a good relationship. Yeah. She doesn't view this as a mistake. But Spike is clearly very, very triggered about having another unplanned pregnancy on top of all of this wedding nonsense she has to deal with right now. Yep. Like... This is not the best time to try to make big decisions, but I cannot blame her for the decision. She's just looking for. She doesn't think Snake wants more kids. Right. So Emma is still fuming. Manny's trying to calm her down, telling her, you know, not to interfere. And Emma's like, I'm not that stupid. Clearly. History would beg to differ. (laughs) Emma knows only. How to interfere, in fact. That's
0: literally her only personality trait,
1: but okay. So that evening, Emma sneaks out. It's literally like, we don't know exactly how late. I would guess midnight or later. Yeah. And she just leaves and ends up going over to Jeremiah's house. And the bachelor party's happening.
0: Unclear if she's there before or after the stripper has arrived?
1: Probably after because yeah. she, as she, as she's going up to the door, steps on Toby's hand. Toby right. yells, <laughs> and Emma looks down and sees a human being <laughs> sitting in the bushes and flips out.
0: Yeah, and, and like the two of them like fell asleep. Yeah, they the were literally started.
1: Yeah, they were unconscious in the bushes. It was very funny. Uh, their yells alert Joey and. He opens the door, Snake comes out too, and again, in a little glimmer of good parenting maybe, Joey says that Toby and JT get in the house, they're calling their parents, and and Snake tries to send Emma home, but she's like, no, I need to talk to you right now. This is urgent. And tells Snake, just very bluntly, mom is pregnant and she wants to have an abortion and spite your snake is clear like you can see the blue loading circle around his face like this is so he is probably quite drunk right now He's
0: definitely stumbling a bit so mm -hmm. most likely pretty wasted
1: yeah so he's having this um massive bomb dropped on him and he gets very upset um and kind of yells mainly about why it is Emma telling him this and not Spike. Yeah. And... Which,
0: I get the emotion, but why is he screaming in Emma's face about it?
1: In all fairness to him, like, he has been given no prep time for this. Again, he's probably drunk. Like, this is his first reaction, and he is obviously not in a place to make the best um, handling of it. Nope. So next day he has apparently disappeared for a bit. Spike is freaking out because no one can contact him and as they're trying to figure out what to do, he storms in and tries to get her to talk to him about this and says like, "Why why didn't you tell me? Blah blah blah. He is obviously not aware that, uh, this is something she only just found out. Like, as far as he knows, she's, like, five months pregnant, and he hasn't known about it this whole time. He was given no context. Right.
0: At this point, she's known for, like, less than 24 hours. Yeah. Like, give her a minute.
1: Yeah. And they've been, like, separated. They have different... Exactly. ...things going on. like, they haven't had the opportunity to tell each other about what's going on. Um, She wanted to tell him last night, Mm -hmm. uh, but Lucy and Caitlin were like, don't, this is not the time.
0: Yeah, like, they literally pulled the phone out of her hands. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's not like she's been keeping this deep, dark secret from him. Yeah. Just timing was bad, and Emma decided to take it into her own hands, as Mm. Emma does sometimes.
1: And the... Stresses of their wedding being that day at this point is probably heightening their reactions.
0: It could wait a week, you know.
1: But Spike just point blank tells him we are not talking about this here and now. And he just kind of fucks off. Like,
0: yeah. They, like, go somewhere to talk, I think, and at least have some privacy, because there's, like, 80 people in the house. Yeah, the house is, like... Like, you do not need to have a screaming match in front of an audience on your wedding day. Yeah. Not the vibe. <laughs>
1: yeah, so they go off. Caitlyn tries to get Emma ready for the wedding, and Emma's like, there's gonna be a wedding. And...
0: And whose fault is that, bitch? Yeah,
1: right? Like, she was gonna tell him, just give them a minute! And Manny is also trying to be like, Emma, just... Off, let's just get you got your routine going. Let's just get into that. And Emma just snaps at her and tells her to mind her own business. Pop calling the kettle black there, Emma. Mm hmm. Which Manny then says, mm-hmm. He's like, Hey, fuck you. She
0: does not say the fuck word, but more, she should.
1: More people should tell Emma to shut the fuck up, honestly. Um. Also, at this point, Emma has gone over to Sean's house, forgot to mention this, to uh, uninvite him to the wedding.
0: Oh, Manny went, not Emma. Manny went. Yeah.
1: yeah. Manny Manny went went
0: over and was like, it was a mistake, I'm sorry.
1: And poor boy looked so heartbroken. He had just told his brother, who was planning to go out of town for the weekend, that he couldn't come because he had a wedding, he was so excited, and his brother is like, Clearly in kind of a teasing way, like yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Um supportive. Supportive, but yeah. clearly there's the uh cane instinct yes. to lightly <laughs> bully him. And after Manny leaves, he just kinda sidles up and it's like, so my offer still stands. Yeah. Which good on him. Yeah. Uh Emma then goes over to see him and tell him that, like, she interfered with the wedding and she messed up everything. Correct. And Sean, like, tries to reassure her but is clearly very hurt.
0: And who can blame him?
1: Who can blame him? And he is he's such a sweet boy, like, he's trying to, like, reassure her that it's not her fault while also, like, trying to maintain some boundaries. And she kind of hints at an apology to him but never actually delivers one. Yeah. But then invites him to the wedding. So he seems sort of like, eh, maybe I don't know. Like he definitely has every right to not go. Like he's been tugged back and forth on it. Yeah. And obviously Emma's his ex and they're in love maybe, but I don't know. So now we're rejoining everyone. It's the wedding day. Spike and Snake are out talking. And they clearly have been talking for a while. They're doing kind of a walk and talk. Snake says, like, he has a lot on his plate. And that's why he said he didn't want kids right now. And Spike reminds him that life doesn't wait until you're ready. Mm -hmm. And they both sort of stop and think and I was like okay like this isn't ideal but we can handle this we're gonna we're gonna do this this is this is fine they come to terms with uh the Nance <laughs> meanwhile at the wedding the stripper shows up from the night before oh
0: my gosh
1: and uh Toby and JT are like Floored. Craig had seen him, seen her, and like runs up and is like, "You're not gonna believe who's here!" Turns around and there she is. Apparently, Spike does her hair.
0: So sweet.
1: And she seems so sweet, so sweet. She's like the cutest. Yeah. Um.
0: Her real name is Connie. They've been calling her Fancy Connie. this whole time, which apparently is her like stage name.
1: Yeah. But
0: she seems like a sweetheart.
1: She's so cute, and the wedding party meanwhile is flipping out because Snake and Spike are nowhere to be found. The like officiant comes up and is like, Listen, we got another wedding in here in like an hour, or so
0: TikTok motherfuckers. Yeah,
1: he's literally like you they need to be here soon or we're gonna have to reschedule this. And everyone is clearly like, oh no <laughs> They run up, they're still in their like jeans and tennis shoes. Yeah spike is in this giant t-shirt that is literally swallowing her yeah you love to see it it is basically a dress on her is so funny must be snakes yeah and they just run right into the chapel and get married like that don't even bother getting changed into their fancy clothes until the reception when they look so cute um i should at this point mention oh, the height difference Yes. Is very funny.
0: Yeah, a reminder if you forgot, Spake is four foot eleven, and Snake is like six foot one. I thought he so. was like six three, six. He's six something. There, yeah.
1: She does not. <gasps> I, I do not uh, exaggerate when I say that she does not even come near his shoulder.
0: No, she's like nipple height on this yeah. man.
1: It it is.
0: I hope they both have a chiropractor on speed dial for the rest of their lives.
1: Yeah, we see some very um, funny shots of them like dancing and talking and the neck craning that is happening.
0: It's incredible.
1: Uh, The stripper comes up to congratulate them on the wedding and snake looks like (laughs) deer in a head in the headlights. Like he didn't know that she would be here.
0: First of many moments where Stefan Brogren is just incredible at looking like his soul has left his body. Yeah. He has,
1: that is, that is every actor should have like the one or two things that they are like masters at. And that is his, that is absolutely his. Um, he then, confesses that Joey uh, changed the plan last minute and brought a stripper. Um, and Spike is like, well, I don't care what she does with her body. It's her decision. But then it's like, now I don't support the guys who go see strippers. And it's like, okay, well, you can't.
0: How do you expect her to make money then? Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> like what, is she supposed to be just a, like a volunteer stripper?
0: <laughs> she got to have clientele, Spike, to, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if she quite understands supply and demand, like, but
1: like that's like, fine. girlie girly, here's the cash flow. Snake to fancy to you.
0: Imagine, then... like, if she was a hairdresser and no one ever came to get their hair cut. Bo- like... Booyah. Bestie. <laughs> anyway.
1: Yeah, what would it be like digress. if people suddenly just didn't go out to get their hair cut? <sighs> what kind of world would that be like? Oh, man. Um. JT and Toby are both, like, trying to get in and dance with uh, Connie and... She's being sweet. She's like, okay, I'll dance with you. And then her like actual date, who's this like really hot guy. Oh my God, he's so pretty. uh, Just cuts in and is like, all right, excuse me. And just kind of like moves them aside. Uh, We see just like a little tiny uh, speck of Manny and Craig dancing.
0: Yeah, which is good. I guess they've made up from their breakup
1: i don't think they're
0: back together but or were they ever together yeah but but they seem like they're on good terms now at least which is good
1: and it was it was just so cute it was literally like in the background of a conversation that was happening but it was very cute uh and as emma is just kind of like okay this is fine tragic hair and all she looks off And leaning against a tree like a cool guy.
0: Tie undone and just slung around his neck.
1: He's like near the wedding, but like just off from it.
0: Brooding.
1: She sees (gasps) Sean and runs up and they have their like talk and Sean's like, so it's a slow song and asks her to dance. And it's very cute. And then they have their first kiss.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And it is so sweet. But then it ends. The final freeze frame is like they come they come apart and it freeze frames on Emma. She looks like she's like partially mid-blink, mid-move. <laughs> she looks like she wants to kill herself. Honestly. Like which <laughs> is such a bad. <laughs>
0: God, it's so bad. According to the trivia on the wiki for this episode, um, the actors were, like, super, super close friends and had, like, an almost sibling relationship. So I'm sure that's why, like, yeah. kissing someone who you view as your older brother is gonna be uncomfortable, um, especially if it's, like, your first kiss, which it probably was for her being so young. Like,
1: yeah, that's bad vibes. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's a Problem, but it's definitely a big thing to consider when you yeah. have a show like Degrassi, where you have characters so young who are dating and like having these first relationship moments. You're probably gonna end up at a point where an actor is gonna be having their first kiss, mm-hmm. and that's that's gotta be weird, yeah. But. So
0: that's probably why she looked super uncomfortable. I don't think it's a character moment that we need to analyze. Oh, absolutely that not. That was a, Miriam McDonald wants to die in that moment. Absolutely
1: not. It's also just like grainy as hell. Like there's slight <laughs> yeah. motion blur. There's slight motion blur.
0: Yeah. Um, it's also just grainy in general because this is from 2002 and we're watching it in a 4K TV.
1: So oh, it's like very no. crunchy. Everyone's going to know that everyone's going to think that we're like fucking rich. You're like we have a 4K TV. It is 15,000 inches.
0: No. Um so yeah. That's where we end
1: off. That sound wave looks like a Hershey's kiss.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, um as we established in the beginning, this episode is called White Wedding which is the name of a song by Billy Idol. When I first looked this up, I misread it as Billy Joel, and I got very excited because Billy Joel is like a subject of war in my family.
1: <laughs>
0: and that just is very funny to me. But I, I always
1: get Billy Idol and Billy Joel mixed up simply, yeah. simply by their names. Seriously. Like, I'll never confuse their songs for one another's, but I will always mix up their names.
0: Yeah, but it is Billy Idol, not Billy Joel. It's fine um these lyrics um seem to imply that this is a shotgun wedding um based on the line hey little sister shotgun <laughs> and it's a nice day for a white wedding it's a nice day to start again so his little sister got knocked up i guess Otherwise, the lyrics are like super fucking boring. Not gonna lie, this song does not look fun. Um, <laughs> I don't know it personally. This song
1: but... actually fucks very hard. Okay. I will tell you that I have heard it many times. But most of Billy Idol's music, you 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 listen to for the vibe. That's true. It, it has a good vibe. It has a, yeah. some good uh, guitar.
0: I'll uh, give it that mom, moment. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure it's musically very sound, but lyrically.
1: Musically very sound?
0: Ha! Ha 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 ha!
1: <laughs>
0: lyrically, it does not fuck.
1: Just gonna put that out there. But. That's what I'm kidding. I, I need that as my tramp stamp. <laughs> lyrically <laughs> does not fuck.
0: <laughs> um. But yeah, you can see the clear relation, obviously. It's called White Wedding. This is a wedding episode. It's There's not really anything that deep going on here.
1: Yeah, and so. Spike does eventually go and change into her white. Or, it's kind of like...
0: It's like a champagne taffeta. Yeah. It's fucking ugly.
1: Man, someone used to work in bridal.
0: Oh my god, how did you know? So, uh, that's all I have for the song lyrics. Um, let's go into our episode analysis.
1: I want to talk about how short Spike is. It is so funny to me. They are going they are signing themselves up for a life of so much neck pain. What's that like? I don't know. Couldn't imagine. This episode's very cute. I yeah. I like that it is very we almost had like three different we almost had like a C plot, kind mm-hmm. of like yeah. Uh, Emma and Sean's whole business. Yeah, for sure. And... It's kind of like a half plot. Yeah, it was very... Um, it was well done enough. Like, it didn't get too confusing about who was doing what, even though it was restricted to, like, this very few people. Um, But it kind of, like, lent itself to the chaos of the day. Like, so for much sure. is going on anyway in... Like you watch any TV show where there's a wedding episode and the episode is before is going to be so much chaos. 100%. Like weddings are fucking stressful. Yeah. Like the wedding itself, whether it's an episode or just a scene is usually like smooth and sweet and fun, but like everything preceding it is so chaotic. Someone usually goes missing. Someone loses something. It's always, everything is a catastrophe and honestly, that just, that's how it is. Yep. There's so much stress that people put themselves under.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you got married or you've been in a wedding, like, you know, it's a nightmare. But marriage is great. I, I, I hear. <laughs>
1: mm, apparently the only thing good about it is strippers.
0: True. So marry a stripper. That's the moral of this yeah. story.
1: Yeah. I am disappointed in our boy JT. He says some pretty anti-sex work, misogynist things, which, like, aren't out of place for his demographic as a preteen white boy, but my boy, do better.
0: Yeah, he says something like, oh, well, she's a stripper, so she signed away her right to privacy and stuff like that. Like, Like, buddy.
1: When Toby's kind of like, should we do this? Spy on the the party we weren't invited to that's his that's jt's rationale and it i i
0: hear it a lot from kids like that you know especially back in the day i mean that's just the sentiment that went around for 12 year old 13 year old boys unfortunately sucks to hear from a child we adore yeah but reminds us you know these kids aren't perfect
1: they're exactly. human,
0: and they have a lot to learn still, so...
1: Exactly, they are just horny.
0: And who can blame them?
1: Yeah, Fancy was very pretty.
0: She was very pretty. Um, I would like to talk about Emma. <laughs> and, well, would like to is a strong word, but... I think we going should talk to. about Emma. I'm
1: going um, to talk about Emma, and that is a threat.
0: <laughs> um, I think it's interesting that they have built her up so far to be a huge like leftist type progressive activist and then throw in the fact that she's also aggressively pro-life like unexpected but i see where it comes from because she was the child of a teen mom i i get where the emotion comes from she's like my mom could have aborted me easily and then i would be dead or not never have been alive
1: and you know uh...
0: That's a scary thought, for sure.
1: And Spike was considering it, wasn't she? I think she, she
0: was, yeah. She... I think she, like, actually went to the abortion clinic mm-hmm. and then decided against it, like, in the clinic. Yeah. Um, And I don't know if Emma's aware of that or not. Spike seems like the type that she would be honest about that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think she would hide it from her, necessarily. Um,
1: yeah, they seem to have a very... Like, they're they're so close in age. <laughs> they They seem to have a very... Uh, honest relationship with each other
0: mm-hmm.
1: so reminds
0: me a lot of Gilmore Girls mm-hmm. which is kind of the same thing teen mom so they're really close in age and yeah bond over that um but yeah I definitely like I get where Emma is coming from in terms of that emotion and that feeling of like I could have been aborted so like she identifies with potential abortions yeah um And she's also a very black and white thinker. We have seen this time and time again. So it was a little surprising initially, but also not at all. Which I think was well done on the writer's part.
1: Yeah, and it was very interesting to see the tables get turned where it was the young person yelling at the older person Mm -hmm. about... Like this same rhetoric that usually is used against like the young girl in trouble, right? When it's flipped in this situation, um, mm-hmm. it's exactly the same thinking, exactly the same words, but just not the context we usually see them in, right? And on it really makes sense because again we're seeing very. Uh, very strong opinions a great desire for and interest in like social justice and politics but unnuanced views of all of that yeah which is not her fault because of her age right and it's just interesting to see how that um, how that plays out in this instance I wonder if it would be the same if um, if there wasn't all this pressure, if it was mm-hmm. just an average day and all of this came, came out exactly as it did, but there wasn't a wedding happening the next day. Right. Like how would everything have been handled? Obviously S- snake probably would have known immediately.
0: And he wouldn't have been out, you know, drunk and at a, Bachelor party. Yeah. So he probably would have been of sound mind to hear the information as well.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, when Emma went over and told him that, she provided no context. She didn't mm-hmm. even say Spike just found out she was pregnant. Yeah. She just said she's pregnant. So S- Snake has no context for, like, how long she's been pregnant, how long she's known, right? How right, long she's like, been. Thinking about, uh, like, he has no idea of what the time span of this decision and what this discovery is. So, as far as he's aware, this is something that Spike has been keeping from him for weeks or potentially months.
0: Right. And I try to see, like, where Emma's coming from. And she's the type where, when she decides on something that is a fully set in stone decision... (laughs) And she will stick to whatever choice she makes in the moment. Mm -hmm. So she's probably projecting that same thinking onto Spike. Where Spike never even said, I am going to have an abortion. She kind of just implied that she was thinking about it. Yeah, she... And then told Emma, it's my choice whether I decide to or not. Mm -hmm. And Emma took that as, I am doing this and I'm not going to tell Snake about it. So, a lot of miscommunication there.
1: Yeah. It is... There, there. Everyone is clearly on like a hair trigger.
0: Yes, uh, Emma
1: especially because she's always very uh, tightly yep. wound. Speaking of which, we also get we are getting another instance of Emma just lashing out at Manny.
0: Classic. She loves using Manny as her punching bag when something is mm-hmm. going on.
1: All Manny was trying to do was agree with Caitlin. Like, okay, yeah. Okay, let's right, just let her help you get your hair in order and we'll start getting dressed. Don't you mean Kristen? <laughs> you need to fuck off. They did not say her name in this episode. They
0: yet. really didn't. Like, I don't think a single time.
1: And so. you know what? I wrote it down and I was like, I don't think this is her name. <laughs> but I kept writing it down so at least it would be consistent. Um. Like, all Manny was trying to do was get Emma to... Just get go along with what is probably a plan that she had a hand in. Mm-hmm. Like, she was so adamant about her schedule the day before, she probably was part of the decision-making for what was going to happen, like, morning of. I'm sure. And Emma just lashes out, and it's a very specific Emma-ism that she will lash out at Manny for doing the exact thing that is causing so much chaos around her. Yep. Like, Emma will... Emma and Manny will do the same thing, but Emma will do it on such a bigger scale. But Manny is obviously the one that fucked up in her eyes. 100%. We do see her admit to... Up when yeah. she goes over to Sean, but it's like at its most catastrophic point.
0: Yeah, and also we never see her apologize to Manny for yeah. snapping
1: at her. Never.
0: Maybe she does it off screen, but we don't see it, so that's fine.
1: And again, she like mentions how their how her relationship with Sean ended, and like alludes to it in a way that, like, it seems like she's about to apologize, but then she doesn't. She kind of, like, substitutes in, like, you can come to the wedding.
0: Honestly, though, I don't think Emma should be apologizing to Sean. No. I think Sean should be apologizing to Emma. Because, if you'll recall, they broke up because Sean physically pushed Emma down in the middle of a fight. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that is on him, 100%. I
1: I think he needs to apologize, but then there needs to be communication about, like, the instance in itself. Because it wasn't like he was attacking her, necessarily. There was probably a part of him that's like, danger situation, you don't get hurt, move. And it just, like, came out very badly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there needs to be a conversation, for sure. But yeah, I don't necessarily think Emma needs to be apologizing
1: to him. Right. Other than for the miscommunication.
0: Yeah. Which was on Manny. That
1: was on Manny. To be
0: fair, yeah, Manny should not have meddled without talking to Emma. That is a thing she did wrong.
1: Just, you know,
0: Emma also meddled in a way that was way bigger and way worse.
1: Manny (laughs) invited a boy to a wedding. Emma potentially ruined a relationship. Yeah. I was about to say a mar- uh, ruined a wedding and potentially a relationship. Like, yeah, Emma did so much more damage, but obviously it's Manny who's out of line. Yeah. And it's just, it's only happened a couple of times, but...
0: A couple of times in two seasons yeah. is enough to establish a pattern for yeah. sure. Um, let's talk about Manny for a second. <clears throat> Cause Manny is such a hopeless romantic.
1: She's so cute.
0: Like, in the very beginning of the episode when Snake is like clearly just like head in the clouds, Manny's like, What's it like to meet the one you're in love with? She's like, head on her hand, like
1: You can ah. see the hard eyes.
0: Like so dreamy. It's adorable. And then when Sean kind of mentions that he loves Emma, she's like, true love. I can do this. Like she wants to see this true love like reunited because she has this idea of like a fairy tale happy ending. Yeah. And she's, like, so determined to get that for her best friend.
1: Yeah, we saw bits of this in um, one of the previous episodes when she and Craig mm-hmm. have their date where she's having these, like, daydreams of these... And not so much fairy tale, but definitely, like, music video. Yeah.
0: I mean, he does literally refer to her as Cinderella in this daydream, so... <laughs> you know.
1: In his fantastic song. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, she is, she is so obsessed with perfect, happy endings, and what better episode to make that a point than right. a wedding episode?
0: And she's probably like, oh my god, this is the perfect time to reunite mm-hmm. these two. It's a wedding, like, Snake and Spike are gonna get married, and Emma and Sean will get back together, and, it, like, you can see, More like, good it's intentions. this perfect image in her mind,
1: it's more good intentions, poorly thought out. Exactly. And I, I just, I adore that about Degrassi, because so much of the, um, so much of the plot centers around these well-intentioned kids yeah. who just don't think it through.
0: It's, like, you can see that these kids want so badly to do the right thing yeah. and be good people, and they just don't know how to do that. And they're figuring it out by fucking up. Yeah. Like, that's how you figure shit
1: out. Yeah, they'll, like, want to get from point A to point B, and they'll see, like, the next step, maybe the one after it, but they won't see any further. So they just kind of don't consider that it might go wrong. Yeah. Don't consider that maybe they should, like, use a different tactic than just run right up and do it.
0: Right. Like, when they're talking and Emma's perm is cooking, and Manny mentions like, guess who's coming to the wedding? Your true love, Sean. And Emma gets mad at her. Like, you can see Manny, like, not understand why Emma is mad. Like, she didn't Mm -hmm. even consider this a possibility that Emma wouldn't be happy with this. Because she's like, but that's your true love. Like, you have to get back together with him. And this is the way to do it. Like, she's astonished.
1: She has a very set worldview, and she... She, much like Emma, and she's sticking to it. Yep.
0: And yeah, when she goes over to uninvite Sean, she just looks, like, devastated. God. He's M- like, I'm so sorry.
1: Manny would be extremely popular and also unbearable in fandom TikTok.
0: Correct.
1: Like, <laughs> or, like, in early-odds Tumblr. Like, she would have... Not early-odds, early-teens Tumblr. Yeah. Like, she would have just fix upon fix and everyone would be like these fucking suck she's only writing about like two pairings. Yeah. But she will die on that hill. So me. (laughs) She is ass deep in Swan Queen. Any
0: listeners who used to watch Once Upon a Time back in the day, check out my AO3 where I have like 80 Swan Queen works. (laughs) Shameless plug.
1: Disgusting. (laughs) Canceled. I'm burning this podcast down.
0: Um. On that note, I think we're going to wrap it here. Um, finish off with our quote slash significant moment of the episode.
1: Yeah, I have pecked for my meaningful and beautiful moment. Just the trope of on a wedding day, like the missing couple or person in a wedding showing up last minute and they just like get married in some way. That's like what they planned, but to the left, like what snake and spike did where they ran up just in time. They're about to be asked to leave and they just get married in their street clothes. Things Very like, cute. yeah, things like that. Or, uh, in similar one is like in friends, uh, at the, towards the end of the show, Phoebe's wedding is basically ruined because of a a sudden snowstorm. So they just like ramshackle, put it together and end up doing it like on the street outside of the cafe that they always hang out in. And it ends up looking like so beautiful. And is it exactly what was planned? No. But it's just so cute. And it's kind of that like, oh, they love each other. And it doesn't all need to be planned because they're together. (laughs) I definitely have a little bit of that hopeless romantic in me. I very much identify with Manny.
0: Big same.
1: And I I just love, I love a good fairy tale wedding, but I also love a good wedding that's like, this is fine. Yeah. Because this is...
0: It's about our love.
1: Exactly. It's about us being together and we're doing this.
0: I love you in a t-shirt or in a gown, like that type of thing. That's beautiful.
1: Well, uh, the size of that T-shirt looks like <laughs> it kind of was a gown.
0: Um, my quote is from when Emma goes over to Sean's and re-invites him to the wedding. Um, because she starts going off and being like, "Oh my God, I interfered and I ruined everything," and Sean just like looks at her and he says, "Emma, you interfering is nothing new." <laughs> <laughs> you know what, he's he's right. At least he knows who he's in
1: love with. He does not even blink an <laughs> eye. Like, she says she interferes, and he's like, and?
0: He's like, yeah, I, I expect that from you, wish Like, <laughs> incredible. And she, like, looks up like she's kind of offended, and I'm like, are you not self-aware at this point? <laughs> oh, my God, killed me. But, you know, he loves her anyway. Couldn't tell you why, but I love that he does.
1: I, I love them together. They are so cute, but also he deserves so much better.
0: Yeah. So that's where we are gonna leave this one. Um, our next episode I forgot to fucking look if, it up.
1: If I can add in one other um yes. meaningful and fantastic thing about this episode. Um no Ashley.
0: Oh no <laughs> Ashley I was gonna say we missed Paige but I we yeah, also I would, missed Ashley <laughs> Yeah
1: like we unfortunately no Paige Fortunately, no Ashley. So, you know, as, as much as we love Paige on this show is as much as we fucking hate Ash. <laughs> like, we take any opportunity in this podcast to be like, and by the way, fuck Ashley. Another bit of
0: trivia that I just discovered while trying to look up our next episode is that White Wedding um, was on cue for a while on Nickelodeon for if their, like, network went down or whatever. And their show glitched out, they would just play this episode as like their backup reel. <laughs> and it only happened one time, and it was during an episode of Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Oh my
1: gosh.
0: <laughs> just like imagine watching Ned's Declassified, and all of a sudden you're listening to Emma scream at her mother about pro-life. Like <laughs> Okay. Wow. Anyway, our next episode is season two, episode 14, Careless
1: Whisper. <laughs> <laughs> I have a story about that song But I will save it for next week
0: If you want to hear that story And also about the episode No, you are going to listen for my
1: story I know why we have viewers
0: Viewers?
1: Yeah You don't watch your sounds?
0: Can y'all see us right now?
1: <laughs>
0: That's unsettling oh Anyway, I guess we'll uh, see you next week Bye, my little chameleon